Live from the WTAD studios in the Lincoln Douglas Building in downtown Quincy, it's time to pull up a chair and assemble today's WTAD News Roundtable. Tuesday edition of the News Roundtable. Good morning. My name is Quaid. Uh, I'm joined in studio by Steve Bull, pressing the buttons, uh, sliding the pots, making everything sound fantastic, and uh, Scott Hardy uh, from the WTAD Newsroom. Yesterday, we were talking about uh, getting to later in the week uh that that would be we would be able to get more into focus uh, later in the, in the week as to what would be the future for shelter in place and would there be a, a timeline towards uh, maybe putting things uh, back to at least uh, a quasi working normal uh, with still some personal distancing. Uh, it looks like over the last 24 hours there there seems to be some movement uh, in that direction and I'm sure that this was brought up last night at uh, City Council. Of course, uh, as we talked about, uh, and you guys weren't here for it, but before the show, uh, Governor Parson in Missouri has put the restaurant and bar uh, rule in place, uh, closing the uh, dining uh, rooms uh, across the show-me state, uh, what we've been living with here in the land of Lincoln, for, uh, what, a week or mm-hmm. so now. Um, so uh, we're moving forward, it looks like and I and I didn't want uh, to get to a point uh, in the show with this situation where we would be getting political, but it looks like we've uh, reached that point. However, it may be bearing fruit, and I'm talking about Governor Pritzker and President Trump. So we'll talk about uh, what uh, occurred between the two of them and what uh, Governor Pritzker has said about it and what President Trump has said about it regarding uh, equipment for Illinois. But first things first, uh, bringing the focus more local, fresh from the WTAD newsroom. Say good morning to Scott Hardy. Good morning, Quaid. Good morning, everybody. We start with information from the Census Bureau about who's filled out the questionnaire. And so far, two western Illinois counties have among the highest response rates in the state. The Census released those details Monday about each county that have already completed the required questions so far. of Adams County residents have responded, including 20% over the Internet. 32% of Quincy residents have responded. Just over 30% of Hancock County residents have responded, including 13% over the net. 24% of residents in both Brown and McDonough counties have responded. 22% in Schuyler County and almost 20% in Pike County have responded to the uh, web. Schuyler, no, I'm sorry, Calhoun County, Illinois. 7% of residents have responded there. Northeast Missouri, no county is over 30%. The closest, Lewis County, with 26%, while both Marion and Pike counties have had a 23% response rate. City of Hannibal has also seen a nearly 23% response rate. Rawls County has seen only a 17% response rate. And in Iowa, nearly 25% of Lee County residents have already responded to the census. Quincy's mayor is asking residents to limit how many family members go to the grocery store and to only buy what's needed. Quincy Mayor Kyle Moore made the request last night during a meeting of the Quincy City Council. 
At that meeting, Moore asked that only one family member should go to the store and that purchases be limited to only what's needed. Afterwards, Moore explained why. There are people out there who are going to need the, the supplies that you go and buy and that you have at your house. Think about the first responders, the medical professionals, you know, all the folks that are working so hard to make sure that we come out better for this thing and, uh, you know, leave a little bit for them, leave a little bit for your uh, neighbors and leave a little bit for uh, those that, that need it the most. Moore also addressed concerns that one or both Quincy bridges will be closed to traffic, saying they won't. The mayor also announced that city residents can now use the drive-up facility just south of City Hall to pay utility bills or to talk to a member of the utility department. Moore said the idea to use the drive through was proposed last week. We've been working really hard to open up our drive through facility, uh, which is on 8th Street behind City Hall. So now if you have a uh, utility bill that you need to pay, a uh, license that you need to pay off, it's a bank teller drive through so there's a live person there that you can talk to, and it's actually from 8 to 4. The meeting featured the first use of remote teleconferencing equipment for Alderman to use, which six of them did. The meeting was also live-streamed to those who requested a link. Residents can do so weekly by emailing coq-meeting at quincyil.gov. Adams County officials say there are about 50 tests for COVID-19 that they're waiting for results on. That announcement made Monday afternoon during a broadcast on the Adams County Emergency Management Agency's Facebook page. County Emergency Management Director John Simon and Adams County Public Health Administrator Jared Welch said there's still just one confirmed case of the virus in the county. Welch said the tests are being handled by two private labs as well as the state of Illinois. He also addressed rumors that there were more than one case of the virus in Adams County due to a number of people currently being in Blessing Hospital. In the meantime, what we have to do with people is when they go in and they're critically ill enough to seek treatment, uh, they're going to be hospitalized and they're going to be treated as if they could potentially have this until we find otherwise. Right. Welch said that the at the health department, they need to assume there is potential community exposure in Adams County and take adequate precautions. He also said that all three labs are trying to get any positive results back to the health department as quickly as they can. Welch also said that the faster everyone follows Governor J.B. Pritzker's stay-at-home order, the sooner everyone will be able to get back to normal. There is a COVID-19 resource area on the Adams County Health Department's website. The Health Department also says that it's looking for anyone who has unused protective masks they'd be willing to donate. Officials with the department said Monday several retailers have already donated, but you, if you have any you are not using, they would take them. The department says that if you have any procedural or dust masks, you can donate them at the Health Department at 330 Vermont in Quincy. They'd also take N95 masks that are used for home improvement projects. Blessing Health System says that uh, it is uh, what it is doing is in following the CDC guidelines for health systems across the country. They're trying to conserve the use of PPE or personal protective equipment, including using cloth masks over those N95 masks to extend the life of the masks as well. Uh, there are they are asking for volunteers to uh, help make those cover masks. They are made put over a respirator N95 mask to allow it to be worn for a longer period of time without being contaminated. Blessing asks if you're interested in making the mask to contact their volunteer services office at 223-8400, extension 6820 or 6821 to pick up a packet. Those packets will include fabric and instructions on how to make the masks. Volunteers will need a sewing machine and a thread. That number again is 223-8400 extension 6820 or 6821. And a Quincy-based supplier of tires to the ag industry says it will keep its factories open, including one in Quincy. 
Titan International issued a statement Monday saying it will keep its U.S. manufacturing plants up and running as normal. The company will do so in order to support the food and agriculture industry, which the federal government says is critical to the nation's response to coronavirus. Titan says it's taking additional precautions at its factories, as recommended by the CDC, the World Health Organization, and local governments. Titan President and CEO Paul Reitzen said in a statement, the company isn't experiencing infrastructure or supply chain issues that could impact meeting customer orders here in the U.S. That is a look at the latest in local news. Of course, we'll have more for you throughout the afternoon right here on WTAD.com and on our social media including both Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, uh, thank you very much, sir. Mm-hmm. Also, a good point about uh, the, the census. Yes, we are ahead of uh, other areas around the state, but with a shelter in place, you're looking for something to do. Why not fill in that census? It's all of 10 minutes. And, and uh, that's 10 minutes you've got, mm-hmm. for the most part, unless you're working in one of the essential areas. And even that, uh, when you're at home, Ten minutes isn't chewing off too much of your time, and it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of excitement to take that card that they send you and get to that home page and then fill it in correctly, so that way it goes through to the next one. Yeah, There's a little bit of drama there. So. What, what is uh, the the website for people? Who, because we talked about filling it out online as well. Uh, it's, it's on, on the letter that you get in the mail. Yeah, it's on the letters, okay. and in fact, um, you got to have that. Because it's got the number. Okay. Yeah, it's got a it's like a twelve twelve code, yeah. a twelve space code of numbers and letters. Yeah. And uh, for some folks, if you haven't filled it out the first uh, after the first letter, you've probably gotten a second. Yeah, we did. We filled ours out when we got the first letter last week, and mm-hmm. yesterday in the mail we got another one. A letter encouraging yeah. you to do it. You might get a third because they probably planned on so. sending out yeah. three anyway. So yeah. uh, the actual the census date. If you would call it that, is when they normally traditionally have it is April first. So, okay. but yeah, and uh, see, uh, I've seen a lot of uh, social media posts about people uh, making masks. That the number again, uh, if you want to get uh, the materials, obviously you're going to need your own sewing machine. But mm-hmm. uh, I think the the two two three eighty four hundred. Uh huh. Extension sixty eight twenty. Or 6821. All right. And, and again, that's one of those things. If you're at home, you're sheltering in place, you're looking for something to do after you're done filling out your census, and you, you have a, a functioning sewing machine, you want to help out and make some masks, by all means, this is one of those things where you say, what can I do to help? This your, is an area. Yeah, your, your house is clean. Everything's dusted. Yeah. <laughs> this is an area where you can help. All right. Thank you very much, sir. We'll take a time out. When we come back, uh, Governor Pritzker and President Trump and uh, PPE, the supplies uh, that uh, people who are working on the uh, front lines and those uh, working in uh, the medical industry are going to need as we move forward with COVID-19, uh, we'll talk about uh, that and trying to avoid the politicization of it all. Next on the News Roundtable. WTAD. Roundtable, 
Talk Radio 930 WTAD. It's 1021. I uh, have the Western Illinois uh, state map, county by county map of COVID-19 cases, and predominantly they are in Cook County. Uh, uh, what there's almost, I thought there'd be over a thousand in Cook County by today. But they're still at, uh, per the COVID-19 uh, awareness dashboard from uh, Western Illinois University, at 922. Uh, they were over 900 yesterday, so the uh, fact that they haven't jumped a whole lot is encouraging. Um, uh, Steve, apparently... That's what we were talking about off-air, uh, just to confirm that. Uh, yes. Yes, closed until... The, the mall is closed until April yeah. okay. 7th. Okay. So... Steve, look, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Um, <clears throat> uh, many of the uh, cases outside, you have the, the collar counties, uh, specifically Lake County and DuPage County, uh, then have uh, the overwhelming majority of cases outside of Cook County. In fact, if you take all the rest of the cases in the state of Illinois and add them up, you wouldn't get either DuPage or Lake County individually. And the two of them combined are nowhere near what Cook County has. So your your hot spots in the land of Lincoln most definitely is Chicago primary and then uh, a couple of counties to the north of Chicago. I guess um, which one? Well, Will County is right next to it, to the yeah. north and west. Uh, no, it's DuPage County. Yeah, Will County is just south. Will County is south, and I'm looking at uh, Lake County has uh, 96. So Lake and DuPage County have the primary cases. Will County has 24 uh, to the south, yeah. Uh, and so you, you, you look at that, and you say, all right, if you're focusing your efforts in those areas, it would totally make sense. And if you continue to shelter in place in the other counties across the states, and, and again, I look at the, the how do you track where those cases came from, were those people in Chicago and brought it back to counties south and uh, west of the Chicagoland area. I would love to know uh, those numbers, but that's where the hotspot is and where we, you know, if you looking at the uh, national news, where they're working with uh, hotels and other areas to provide extra beds. Uh, for people because the hospitals are overwhelmed. Yeah, they're saying a, Chicago. Yeah, they're saying a thousand by today that they'll have. Um, and, and interestingly enough, and and I don't, and I think we talked about this uh, off air yesterday. Maybe it was even on air um, with other hospital availabilities. Uh, do you take the chance with those overloads and move them to outer lying hospitals that have beds available? Or is that too risky and you want to keep them localized in a particular area? I'm not sure how uh, other places are doing it. Uh, I think when you look at South Korea, which to this point in time has been the banner, the, the, the poster child for how you're supposed to handle it, a lot of their areas were kept in a very localized mm -hmm. area. They built quick structures to hold people. Uh, while they were being treated. Right. They and didn't ship them to other areas. Yeah, and they tested, 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 tested everybody. True. They tested. And uh, interestingly enough, there is a, a piece by uh, Alex Stapp. Uh, and Alex Stapp is, and I'm glad you mentioned the testing, Alex Stapp is the director of technology po policy at the Progressive Policy Institute, and he put together a timeline of the testing 
and why we had a problem here in the United States uh, with that. And it's fascinating to watch his timeline because he takes it back to last year, uh, to uh, uh, New Year's Eve, when the uh, WHO got reports of uh, pneumonia and unknown causes in Wuhan uh, in China. And he starts there. So it's very thorough. But ultimately what he gets to, uh, and he finishes up with lessons learned, you end up with a uh, a tangle, uh, a knot of agencies trying to work around each other uh, and having their own rules and regulations slowing the process down. And I think one of the things you're going to see after the fact, once we get to, to a place where everybody can kind of go, are we all right? Is everything okay? You're gonna, and he mentions this in his piece, and I'll and I'll put a link up for this uh, at the News Roundtable uh, Facebook page and uh, also on my uh, Twitter page at uh, Quadius. Uh, he thinks that the goal should be, and, and he mentions this a couple of different times. Speed is more preferable than perfection, um, and getting uh, things done quickly has to trump. Uh, getting things done 100%. Um, he says, don't be surprised if the, in the future there are provisions put in place that when a, a certain situation arises, all the pre-existing regulation that tends to slow things down with red tape are removed I- immediately. And it'll be interesting to see what happens after the fact for that. But this is one of the things that uh, Stapp says we've learned so far from this process here in the United States. I'll put that up uh, again at the News Roundtable Facebook page and also uh, on my Twitter page. Now, getting back to the politics of this, we tried to avoid this at all costs. I can remember saying a few weeks ago that I didn't think this was a big deal because there were people politicizing it already. I said I thought if, uh, if they thought that it was serious, they most certainly wouldn't be trying to make political hay out of it, that that would be uh, unseemly. And then you went for a brief period where everybody kind of stopped and looked around and went, uh, but now we're back to politics uh, on the angle. You have the federal level of politics, what's going on on Capitol Hill, uh, and then you have the statewide level of it. Yesterday, Governor Pritzker decided to take out after President Trump, which only made sense considering Sunday he went on national TV and went after President Trump. Uh, They also uh, exchanged barbs uh, on Twitter. Uh, Trump, uh, the president, had said that states could pursue uh, the things that they needed instead of sticking the federal government in the middle as a middleman to slow things down. Uh, Governor Pritzker says, I don't want to have to compete with other states to try and get this stuff, you should you should be able to get this stuff to me. Make it happen. Uh, the way Governor Pritzker put it was, do your job. Uh, others are saying, he gave that job to you to do. But I also understand, you don't want to have to get into a bidding war with other states. And I would come back to, how can we, as a state in Illinois put our manufacturing groups together to try and help out. Uh, that was an area where Governor Pritzker made an announcement that said that there are partnerships now with the manufacturing and biotech industries that will produce products uh, that the state uh, will procure, uh, like masks and other PPEs. This is something 
that I thought uh, that the governor might try and employ from the get-go, uh, working with the companies that are already in-state to move us closer to a little bit more autonomy when it comes to situations like this. COVID-19 is not going to be the last time something like this occurs. It may be a while, but this isn't the last time that a virus like this is going to come through. And how, as we try and wait this out, push through this, can we be better prepared in the future? Since Sunday and Monday, Governor Pritzker and uh, President Trump have conversed And uh, Governor Pritzker said that the president was very responsive. And he said, quote, frankly, he said, you know, uh, he didn't sound so much like he liked the idea of invoking the Defense Protection Act. But he did say, what do you need? Let me see if I can get that for you. Uh, The governor said, I gave him some numbers. I told him what we had ordered from the government already. And he said, let me work on that. So the governor said, it seems like uh, he's being very responsive to what I asked for. I hope we'll be able to receive those items in relatively short order all right steve's waving at me that is the uh what day is today tuesday edition of the news roundtable we'll be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m you should be here too the news roundtable will reconvene tomorrow morning at 10:06 a.m on am 930 wtad podcast available online at wtad.com